Log entry 164, Bad Brew case number 005. Subject is The Happening. The Happening is a 2008 American apocalyptic thriller written, co-produced, and directed by M. Night Shyamalan. The film follows a group of four as they try to escape an inexplicable natural disaster. With a score of 18% on popular film rating website Rotten Tomatoes and an average rating of 4 out of 10, The Happening proved to be a critical failure among Shyamalan's more successful films, such as The Sixth Sense, Signs, and Split. Tonight we take another look at The Happening to see if we can see the forest for the trees, or if we get lost in the high grass. You're listening to the Buzzkill Podcast. Episode 164, welcome to the Buzz to Kill podcast, where today we ask, what the hell is actually happening in Bad Brew, The Happening? I was going to actually call the episode, what in the hell is actually happening, because <laughs> I thought that'd be a good episode, but I'm like, shit, it's Bad Brew. We don't call it anything special. <laughs> it could be a subtitle. Yeah, it's, we'll a, it's a new studio and a new, kind of a new show. It's, it's, we can start renaming our Bad Brew a, something different. It's a much shittier show now. <laughs> That's If there's anything that we've learned... Uh, not having Jay here just brings us down all of the notches. Hmm. Uh, what's going on, guys? I'm Mike. And I'm Jim. And uh, You Justin... see that? I threw the and in there. Oh, and, oh is that how you're going to change it up? Because that's that's where it stops. It stops with me. Ooh. There we, could, we could do, that could be our that could be our third person. I'm camp. Mike. I'm Jim, and I'm I'm some fucking alcoholic sitting next to you. I'm just here for the beer. Oh my god, what's going on, James? I feel like we just did this like uh, two days ago. Yeah, this is uh, this is strange. I feel it's, like I feel like I never left. Like, well, because I practically never did. It's true. <laughs> what have do you, have you done anything new in the past twenty seven um, hours? Actually, yes. Uh, and you'll probably hear more about this on a uh, on an upcoming show when we do it. Hopefully, it'll be relatively soon because it's you know to be timely with things. But uh, I have been binging, and I've gotten through uh, about sixty. It would actually be exactly sixty percent of the new season of Hellier. Oh, Hellier! Now, if you uh, now if you are a fan of the show and you've been listening for a while, you know that we did an episode on uh, the first season. Synchronicities in we, sync in cities with synchronicity. That's the one. <laughs> um, so we we were not very um, we were not very nice to Hellier. On the first season, we'll take it back. We we made fun of it a lot. I feel put it that like way. I feel like we were properly critical. Pro- <laughs> Our form of properly critical, like we make fun of stuff. That's what we do. So that's true. It was no offense to them. Well, no, no, it was no offense to them. I enjoyed the show for what it was, but it it turned out to really not be what we expected it. Yeah, and it didn't really seem like it had a whole lot of focus to it. Yeah. Like it was literally just them going and kind of grasping at straws, and then there really not being as much of a payoff as I think everybody wanted. What if we put a thing over our eyes and we listen to a, <laughs> a radio? <laughs> yeah, that might work. It's cool jams, guys. <laughs> hey, call this number when we win tickets. Um, no, but like uh, it just it. I liked it for what it was. The first half of the season, I I was in love with it. Like I was like all about. It. I'm like, yeah, find these fucking green men in the woods. Like yeah. I was I was all about it. Right? Yeah. And then it didn't really go where we were. I think that we had expected it to for the uh, watch it there. Sorry, uh, for what the trailers were showing and all that. You know, it kind of promised one thing and it didn't didn't exactly deliver. I think as much as we had wanted it to, but 
I went into season two just being like, you know what? I kind of, I, I just want to see where it goes. And, you know, the, the, the new trailer looked really good. So I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll jump back into it. I'll go down that rabbit hole again. And, uh, I am loving this new season. Yeah. Like it's, it's like I said before that where the first season didn't really seem like it had a whole lot of focus. Like it had a starting off point, but they didn't really, it didn't really go much of anywhere. This season's way more focused. Like they break up a lot of the episodes into chunks to where it's like this group of episodes is about this. The second couple episodes are about this. And then it goes back to stuff that you've already heard. And they tie up a lot of loose ends from the first season. I was going to say, are they, are they following? Cause in the first season, I think the problem was, um, they kind of set it up as though they're going to follow one thread. Yeah. And then they end up following another thread. They no, they, but they, you, you don't, you don't find the end of either one of those threads. They so do you're follow. Just left they do follow a lot of uh, a new and the same threads in this. Mm-hmm. But it's it, like I said, it's done better. Yeah, there's more focus to it. Like they know what they're doing this time. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's just really good though. We don't need to get into you it. You know why? They listen to our episode. That's exactly it. <laughs> exactly it. Um, no, they uh, they did have uh, the the last episode that I ended on was the episode. Um, during the time frame when Hellier season one came out, yeah, and they had a whole bunch of like Twitter responses and this and that. I'm like, I'm like, oh, I wonder if they put us in there. <laughs> they probably would have had to ask permission to put us in there, so I didn't expect it. But it would. I was waiting for him to say there was even people out there playing the synchronicities drinking game. I'm like, that totally would have been us. Like, I would have known straight up that would have been us. <laughs> well, uh, they also probably they they did tell us that they listened to the episode, didn't they? No, I don't. Th- I don't know. If they listened to it. They were interacting with us on social media. I don't know if they listened to the episode though. Okay, I thought because they they saw the name of it because we named it. What did we name it? Synchronicities in cities in sync with synchronicities. Yes, it was. If you've seen Hellier season, because they one, say it's... synchronicities every other word. <clears throat> right. Yeah. Which, which we, luckily that's we, not the case in season which, two, so you can <laughs> look forward to we, that. You know, we explored the idea of synchronicities in that episode and they are very fascinating i had one literally the other night when i was watching it yeah you snapchatted me i snapchatted james i'm like (laughs) i go they're not chasing after little green men anymore and then literally five seconds after i said that the next chapter started and it was like chapter 11 or whatever the little green men i'm like oh my god it's a synchronicity So that was fun. But I'm actually really into it, though, and um, I hope that we're going to do a follow-up, because we might as well. We did the first season. I don't remember. So should, what, uh, what's it on? It's on Hulu? Uh, it, no, it's on... Um, uh, I'm watching it on Amazon Prime. Oh, okay. So... Uh, All right. Yeah. yeah, I gotta I gotta jump on. So hopefully we'll do... Up. Yeah, hopefully we'll do an episode on that uh, relatively <laughs> soon here, because uh, I'm, I'm definitely into it. So we'll see where it goes. But sure. uh, that's basically been what I've been doing for the last 48 hours. How about you? Nothing. <laughs> Oh, yeah? Yeah. I've been busy, but nothing, I mean, it's nothing exciting that I'm going to talk about on here. Getting stuff ready for my kid's birthday, cleaning my house. I don't know. Is that is that cool? Is that exciting? <laughs> I was going to say you're getting stuff ready for your kid's birthday cleaning. I'm like, what? <laughs> what? Getting what? him ready for his yearly cleaning on the old birthday, you know? Once once a year, once a year, Sonny, you gotta you strap him to the roof of the car and go through the car wash, right? Is that what you do? It's a real treat, <laughs> treat for the whole family. I'm screaming bloody murder! Oh my god, um, we live uh, we live by medieval rules in my household. So you know, water is a commodity, and once a year, you 
If someone's not being good, you just put a board on top of them and start stacking rocks until they oh, confess <laughs> confess to what they do. <laughs> That's why everybody in your house is so thin. I get it now. Well, I appreciate you saying that, man. <laughs> well, not you. <laughs> oh, you're, you're the one putting the rocks on. <laughs> just fucking pounding Twinkies while I'm doing it, too. Uh, yeah, speaking of not getting thin, I'm sitting here pounding these delicious cinnamon cookies from 7-Eleven that I got. I don't know who that is, but he sounds hot. <laughs> Oh, they call me Cinnamon Cookie. Just pounding them. Yikes. Yeah, so I I haven't had much going on. We got um, my son's birthday is tomorrow. He turns eight years old. Already? Can you believe it? Already eight years old? Yeah, isn't that wild? Good Lord. Um, So he turns eight tomorrow. We're having a little party this weekend. And, uh, you know, just doing the dad uh, thing. Didn't invite me. I did. I did, actually. You didn't. I did, didn't I? You didn't invite did me. Did I invite you? Nope. Yes, I did. Shut up. Um, <laughs> no, you did. I'm just not going to be there because I don't like you or your family. Um, Gosh. I love your son, though. All right, I'll show up. For him, not you. Yeah. Okay. You you go there. I'll go uh, to your parents' <laughs> house and de- decorate the Christmas tree uh, with no, your mom. We'll, we'll dress as each other, see if either party notices. Yeah. Yes. I'll have to grow some hair back. <laughs> Yeah, they'll, they'll definitely get you on that one. Um, so yeah, so this week, as you heard, uh, as you heard in the uh, intro, what? It's 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 hard to. I know that I mentioned this last episode, and the first episode we were here, Jay was here, so I could still do this every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of eye contact with this setup, and it's <laughs> and especially we don't even have the poppers anymore. We have these uh, cool. Uh, I don't know what you want to call this little half circle things. And so it's not, I can't even see that bottom <laughs> half of your face. All I can see is your eyes. Yep. And we just keep doing this thing where we l- look directly into each other's <laughs> eyes. And it's so uncomfortable. You're my best friend, and I hate looking you directly in it's the like, eye. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just. <laughs> No, I'm just, I'm just thinking, like, like have you ever... <laughs> what? Spit it out. Come on, now. Have you ever... Have you... <laughs> no. <laughs> I can't say this. I don't know why you can't say this. I'm, like, wheezing a lot to do. To do. I don't know why. Um, I think you I think you got me sick. Um, I wasn't even sick. It was just a, you like, know, seasonal cough. Have you ever had, like, really awkward sex with somebody? And like you just look down and you're just like staring directly at them, like straight through them, and then you realize you're doing it. You're like, oh wait, this is really awkward. <laughs> but then they're kind of locked into it too, so you can't look away. So and you're both like, you and both you realize it's kind of weird at the same time. So then you're just like looking elsewhere because you're I don't I don't know. <laughs> that's uh that's <laughs> I shouldn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. Uh, moving on. Um, like we said in the beginning of the, uh, I, I can't talk. Now. In the beginning of the episode, uh, we're doing a bad brew today. You know, yeah. we had mentioned on the last episode that we we're gonna, in an effort to get back on track, we we're gonna do something where we can only watch like one movie. So we figured, why not do a bad brew? It's been like seventeen thousand weeks. <clears throat> it's it has. It, it's been I a lot longer than we it, thought. Actually, it's crazy. It's, it's, been, early, it's been almost half a year it was since earlier we did in bad the brew. spring or like right around springtime that we uh, did the last one. Well, it was five was, months ago, whenever that whenever that was. What was five months ago? Five months ago would have been like what, five April? months from dis- no. April. No. no, like June. June, yeah, 
I was one month away. So like August, September, October, November. Uh, but yeah, the last Look one we me. did was Piranha Two: The Spawning, the James Cameron classic. Mm. And uh, pretty sure we we agreed that movie wasn't the best. Fairly no. certain that's how we. I mean, I liked I it for we, what it was, I, I but think, it wasn't a good movie. By I any think means. we talked about some like underwater sexy times and how sure. that's not really that pleasant. <laughs> and, <laughs> and just not that either of us would know. Never. Neither one of us has ever been laid. Well, I was just gonna say because water is not good lube. Oh yeah, it's that just too. not. It's bad. Bad times for all. <laughs> just saying. Um, but uh, yeah, so tonight we're talking about the the M Night Shyamalan <clears throat> classic, The Happening. Oh, you mean Shyamalan? <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for it. It wasn't gonna be me this time. I have to. One of us has to do it every time. M Night Shyamalan, The Happening. This was actually my first time seeing. It, it was mine too. I was oh. I was excited about this because neither one of us had seen it, so we were going into it with completely fresh eyes. You know, well, we were, we had never been exposed to it. We'd only ever heard what people had said. Well, that asshole in the intro lied to us. Then didn't he say something about uh, tonight? We take another look. Ah, well, <laughs> Doc, get your shit together. Why am I looking at a blank page? <laughs> I, I have know. my notebook open. Like there's something cool on there, and it's just it's a blank page. It's um, I I got nothing for you. I could just get rid of this. Did you accidentally write in like invisible ink? Is that what happened? It's uh. It's pee. Is it? <laughs> yeah, so you, you write with piss, and then you heat it up over a lamp. And does, that then actually, it sh- does that actually work? I don't know. Dwight Schrute does it on The Office, <laughs> so I'm assuming. <laughs> I'm going to try it. That would stink, um, though. Yeah, you can do that at your own house. Yeah, I will. Um, so, yeah, so we had fresh eyes on it, though. We had never seen it. We only knew its reputation. So fresh. Um, so uh, I'm interested to see what you thought about it. I have uh, lots of lots of things to say about this one. Oh, good. Okay. Um, but uh, we are big fans of M. Night Shyamalan. You know, we've I've liked pretty much everything he's done. Yeah, a lot of people really didn't like Lady in the Water. I did. Some of the movies that people haven't liked so much are the ones I haven't seen, like Lady in the Water. Mm-hmm. I've never seen that one. I have seen it. It's like, um, a, it's like a fairy tale. It's good. But then some I can of, see why some people might not like it. To be honest with you, but I I still enjoyed it though. I like the village a lot. Some people I was going to say the village. Another, I love it. Yeah, the village. Uh, Everyone hated that movie except for me, I think. Yep, and possibly you. I think the rest of uh, I think the rest of his movies are pretty universally liked, though. Um, like Signs, I think everyone, for the most part, likes Signs. Mm-hmm. But Unbreakable, uh, The Sixth Sense, The Visit, uh, the Split trilogy. Um, I well, think that you know, Unbreakable, uh, Glass, and Split. I think M Night Shyamalan became like the. Uh, he was like Tiger Woods, you know. Mm-hmm. Like he got so good that people just started hating him because he was so good. Yeah. That's kind of what I like. It's so there, there are problems with his films. There's problems with Tiger Woods. He does a bunch of drugs and bangs a bunch of horse. M. Night Shyamalan has problems where uh, he I'm does failing bu- to see any problems. He does a bunch of drugs and bangs a bunch of horse. <laughs> no, he's got like his films. Pretty sure he's happily married, but you know. <laughs> his films aren't perfect, but by and large, they're, they're pretty they're, damn good. They're immensely entertaining. Yeah, and usually they have good twists. Yeah. But some of them. What pe- the twist? But people got to the people got to the point where like that Shamalama Ding Dong thing. It's not just making fun of his name. No, Pe- people it was... got to the point where they would use that as they would do that as uh, they're just mocking him in general as a director. I was listening to I was listening to a uh, another podcast today. It was a uh, it was a wrestling podcast. Imagine that. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, I was I was listening to it today though, and they and the guy the guy that I, that I listened to he goes back to like the early like. Like early '90s, like um, 
message boards on the old wrestling things yeah. and like makes fun of all the shit that people used to say. It, it's, <laughs> it sounds dumb, but it's pretty humorous. But one of the things uh, that he was talking about is even back then and same as today is why do people always hate what's popular? Mm. Like eventually you will get hated. If you become something that is that is well-liked and you are the pop- most popular thing that's what I was back then it was the, on the show. Yeah. But like people will automatically hate you just because you're popular. And I feel as though... M. Knight got a lot of that. He got way... Like, like, The Sixth Sense was an overnight sensation. Yeah. So when... So when he kept in... And then Unbreakable was like awesome because at that point, superhero movies weren't weren't even really much of a thing, at least not the way they are now. Right. And then mm-hmm. uh, then you had Signs that had the one of the single greatest like alien scenes mm-hmm. ever. And, uh, you know, Joaquin the Joker Phoenix... In an early role, he's amazing. Yeah. You had Mel before. Well, I guess he's always been probably a racist piece of shit, but whatever. He was still Mel Gibson when people liked him. Um, it was a good movie. Like it was just a really, really good movie. Is he, is he racist too? No, well, he's well, he's well, not racist. Uh, uh, anti-Semitic. That's what I meant. He said a whole bunch of anti-Semitic shit. Oh, did he? Oh, yeah. I just. Oh, yeah. I get caught up on the uh, <laughs> the, the 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 drunken voicemails that he left to his. Uh, Those two. Yep. The best, the best line. Uh, who the hell plays this? Oh, um, um, uh, uh, Drew, Drew and Mike, the Drew mm-hmm. and Mike show. They always play that drop where he's just, just steamed up, pissed as a fart, so drunk, pissed as a fart, and he's he's just like, it's. I don't remember what brings it to this, but he's standing on the precipice, and he finally just leaps and he just goes, "You should just smile." And blow me. <laughs> <laughs> and he's talking to this woman. I don't remember if it was his wife or like his mistress or something, but he's basically telling her, you know, you should be subservient because I'm Mel Gibson. Yeah. How did he come back from it? Because he's I, like he he disappeared for a long he did, yeah. time. Yeah. And he made some movie about like a beaver. Remember that one? It was called like the beaver. It was like him with a puppet of a beaver on his hand. <laughs> no. Oh yeah. What? He made some weird fucking movies when like nobody was paying attention to him. Weird. Yeah, but um, anyway, though, my point is, through all this, is that M. Night, I feel like people just started to turn on him because he was popular. Definitely. Um, now, that being said, I like I said before, I do understand why people didn't like Lady in the Water. I, 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 I do get it. I liked the story, though, a mm. lot, and I thought it was cool. Um, and we'll get into the happening and how we feel about it. I don't want to give too much away before we start here, sure. but um, I think this is going to be a fun conversation about this one. Was... Uh... Can I just ask you real quick? I've never seen Lady in the Water. Was it because he makes mostly, you know, horror mm-hmm. genre type movies? Was that a genre movie or was it more? Well, yeah, it was, it was about was a fairy it more tale. Like fantasy. It was, uh, it's it's definitely more in the fantasy realm. It's yeah. about a fairy tale character. Okay. But I mean, I consider fantasy genre still. Sure, sure. That's all. It's all under the same umbrella. Sure. So. Okay. But uh, yeah, so we will see. We will see if the bad rap of uh, the happening needs some correcting. Speaking of corrections, dang right. Just locked in. Stupid! You're so stupid! All right, so uh, last week, um, I'm going to blame this on the fact that our, our show got interrupted by like, three days and a whole bunch of cops. That's fine. We were in the slammer for a few days, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. We never even made the connection that the episode was about being in a police station, and we literally got stopped by police. We never even made that connection last week. <laughs> we talked about it, but we never actually like found... How ironic that was! What the I find hell? it, I find it now though. Anyway, uh, we got so much wrong last week. Okay, like just like almost everything we said was wrong. So uh, bear with us here. All right. First so... off, I said that the uh, the car that hit the pole 
Uh, I said the car was drunk. No, the car was not drunk. The driver was drunk. I'm, you I'm probably just, could probably could have let that one slide. <laughs> specifics here, James. Specifics, okay? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> the car, the Dodge Ram, was not intoxicated. I don't um, know that for sure, but I sort of had the definition of muckraker wrong. Sort of. Oh, no. um, I think it still sort of fits, but the definition of a muckraker is a person who intentionally seeks out and publishes the misdeeds, such as criminal acts or corruption, of a public individual for profit or gain. Sometimes this information is linked to powerful businessmen. So it's. <clears throat> I think a lot of times it's they're going to look for corruption, like the, yeah. the Motor City muckraker, for example, was... I was really it's a, a news journalist uh, thing in Detroit mm-hmm. when the whole Kwame thing was going down. I'm sure everybody in the world has heard about our Kwame problems. Yeah. Um, when that happened, they were constantly trying to dig and find stuff, and because of the corruption aspect yeah. of it. But I think that if you're going out and you're and you're you're seeking out to publish the misdeeds and criminal acts of others for for personal gain or profit, it's because you're trying to sell those stories. I read the th- to. The, I think I read the same thing that you did, but I think that there's a more. Uh, I could be wrong, could uh-huh. be, but I got the sense that there's a more generalized uh, um, term term for it. yeah, like a more generalized definition for it. That well, basically, like an ambulance chaser, like they said, uh, watch it's watchdog journalism. I've heard that. I've heard you know that I mean? too. Yep. So yeah, I, I still like muckraker though. It's just I way more fun cool, to say. Yeah. So we'll, we'll we'll continue raking mucks. I think it mucks. applies. I think gonna, it applies. We're yeah. going to continue raking mucks here. Yeah, in we're the, raking uh, the muck in the five eight six. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's see. Uh, I was wrong. Thomas Jane was in three Stephen King movies, and the uh, and the new uh, the new adaptation of what was it? Who's doing? Uh, From a Buick Eight is going to be yeah. his fourth. The other movie was Dreamcatcher. Oh, I completely forgot about that one. I haven't seen um, that one. T is not a Roman numeral. I thought that it was. <laughs> I think we. I think if we would have uh, discussed that for another. Five seconds, one of us would have said, "Wait, that's not a." Well, I was trying numeral. to think of Super Bowl letters, like or Super Bowl numbers, and I could have sworn that I remember there being a T in one no. of those, which is why I said there was. It's I, it's I V C L and M, yeah. right? I think is there anything L. else? L is what I'm not used to normally seeing, right? Because that's such a high number, right? But um, but L yeah. is L is fifty. L is fifty or a hundred. Uh, M is a hundred, so probably fifty then. Yeah. Um. Let's see here. The Shape of Water did win Best Picture last year. It was the twenty eighteen Oscars. Or is C a hundred and M is a thousand. No, that makes sense. A C note. Yeah. 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 Shit. All right. God. Uh, like I said, The Shape of Water did win Best Picture last year, so it was twenty eighteen. Of course. Um. Let's see here. We did do Mimic in episode forty four. Ah. So we can't do Mimic in the other cockroach uh, bug movie. Funny shoes. And then my last one is uh, you said that you didn't think that me saying trial by fire for last week worked. Absolutely works. Yeah, totally does. Yeah. I looked one hundred percent. I looked it up like the test, four seconds. The test of one's abilities to perform well under pressure. It's exactly what we did. Trial by fire. So that's what I got. What do you got? Um, I said that James Gunn said that if uh, you know, because we were talking about Marty Scorsese saying that the the uh, M. Oh, Marty. Uh, what the hell is it called? Marvel Cinema. The Mar- MCU is not, not cinema. Uh, it's not cinema. It's the, the name cinema is literally in their name. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't. <laughs> is there film or movie or cinema in Martin Scorsese? No, if he was a musician, I would get it because score is in his name. Right. But he's not. Oh, speaking of score, that goes along with my next one. So uh, <laughs> I believe the person who said that, um, is it not, it, does it play in the theaters? Then it's cinema. 
I didn't look this up, but I'm just using my super smart brain that remembers so this will be things a really well. Again next yeah, week. I believe it was Taiko Atiti that uh, said that. This is my favorite. Um, we were discussing the 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 speaking of scores, we were discussing the person who did the score for um, the Joker. Yeah. Yep. Um, Hilder Gudnadotter. Still don't know how to say it, but I, I like Gudnadotter. Gudnadotter. But I can confirm now that it is a woman. Yes. Um. I, I think all the I think all the pieces of the puzzle were there. I we think discussed you were right. it. We said Hilder sounds like Hilda. Goodna daughter means the daughter of Goodna, whoever the hell that is. He sounds hot. So um, <laughs> it was uh, it was deductive reasoning, and uh, I can get on board with it. And we pretty much it's not even really a correction. It's just it's more vindication. We were right. Uh, last but certainly not least, Liam Cunningham, uh, who was in. Let us pray. Yep, he's also Sir Davos. Uh, was not in the Kingsman. Oh, he was not. Okay, no. there was there was somebody though that was in the Kingsman, but that's Ton, tons of other neither here nor there European people. All right, James. <clears throat> yes, tell these people what we're drinking this week. Oh, okay. So this week, since we're talking about the happening, mm-hmm. I'm not going to spoil this just yet. I'll tell you the name of this. Just I guess use context clues to try and figure out what the hell it means. Just, this I, is Leguanitas Passion Grass. Passion Grass. It's the kind of grass that you smoke when you're trying to uh, incite some passion. Trying to fuck is what you're saying. And unless you get just way too high and then you're just like, you're, you're doing the awkward staring at each other like we were talking <laughs> at earlier. <laughs> passion Grass. We call it bang grass here in Michigan because we're not... Um, we're not passionate people. So this is a joint uh, joint brew with uh, Shorts Brewery. A joint brew? <laughs> Passion grass? <laughs> it wasn't even intentional, man. I just, I'm just on my game tonight. It's a joint session brew with Shorts Brew, which Shorts is a uh, Michigan-based brewing company. Mm-hmm. And Leguanitas is a California-based brewery. So, of course, this is Leguanitas. Passion grass, West by Midwest. Get it? I like it. West by Midwest. I will yeah. never understand why we are considered Midwest. Um, I I've do questioned you know? this many times, and I'm actually fairly certain that it has to do the Midwest. <clears throat> I could be very wrong on this, but so, somebody once told me that it was because back when the states were first being like stated and being formed. Oh yes, the states being stated. The West wasn't completely. Taken yet? It wasn't one yet. So Probably where we fell, ah. where we fell in the conjoined states as it laid, <clears throat> like I, was it the Louisiana Purchase maybe or something like that? It was like around that time. I could be wrong. This is just something that someone told me one day. I guess so it makes not. I guess it makes sense. If I'm if wrong. You consider, it's not my stupidity. Yeah, I guess it makes sense if you consider we colonized the East Coast yeah. first and then moved yeah. west from that point. But and so we would have been in the West, but like towards but the, middle the middle of, of the it. West. The Midwest. I agree, though. It's stupid to call off that still, but... I mean, I like it. I've adopted it, of course. Uh, yeah. So have many other people who I live think in the, the Midwest. I think anybody that... I, I any, like it. Anybody that lives in the Elf, I think, is is mid. Is Midwest. In the Elf? Yeah. The Elf. You don't, you, you do not know what I'm talking about, do you? <gasps> oh, wait. I've seen this before. It's the Elf. Yeah. I know what you're talking about, but... You should... I gotta look this up for you. A map of the... <clears throat> well, here, while you're looking that up, let me uh, let me read this. There's no shame in being a one-hit wonder. It's hard to be right even once. This series of rare beers brewed in our smallest fermenters 
All our experiments, liquid ideas, salubrious ruminations built on our 25 years of edgy brewing at the edge of brewing. Leguanitas. Aha. There's no uh, actual write-up about this particular beer, which I find incredibly frustrating. So I figured out what the... uh... I figured out what the sound is that we're hearing. What is the sound? That, so so last week when we were recording, we kept hearing a little bit of an electrical interference, <clears> and we yeah. couldn't figure out what it was. It's whenever I move a screen from this screen over to this one. Oh, is it? It's making the sound. Do so, it right now. Let me hear it. Um, here. First, I'm going to show you the elf. Okay. Look on... It's, it's where Minnesota and Iowa... See the elf? There's his tip of his hat right there, and there's his schnoz, and there's his big belly. Oh, I'll be damned. So Louisiana is his boot. Uh, his gut is uh, Missouri. Uh, let's see, his butt is Arkansas. His head is Iowa, and his hat is Minneapolis. And he's reaching out with it's a... It's the Mississippi River, I'm pretty he's, sure. He's reaching out to do a nice, friendly little wave to the East Coast, eh? I guess, oh yeah, that could be his hand, right? Because, yeah, well, yeah, obviously, go. we're his hand, right? I mean, you could, I, I can... So is, is oh, Tennessee is his dick, then? Actually... <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Color me impressed. Jeez Louise. It reaches almost all the way over to... North Carolina. It's touching North Carolina. <laughs> wow. Good on you, bud. Um, um, actually, yeah. his hand appears to have been lopped off. Though. Yeah, yeah. Something happened. Yeah, there was a bad trade or something. That's too bad. That's too bad. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's the elf. That's hilarious. Um, I like how in this uh, particular map, his, his hat is even appropriately colored. Oh, yeah. Like his, a Santa hat. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> so weird. But uh, anyway, yeah, here, listen, listen to this. Uh, let's let's, let's hear it. Let's hear Oh, it didn't do that. Totally time. didn't it did it, do, it did it the last couple times. Maybe though. it's when you, uh, would, it's like a new screen. I don't know. You know what I mean? Um, anyway. Um, I'm trying to find Leguinitas. Passion grass. Okay, passion grass. Here we go. Because they don't have it. I had to go to the website because they don't have it on the box or the bottle, That's which weird. is frustrating. Uh, I don't like to do extra work. Sorry, man. You know? I'm sorry. I think that's become pretty clear over the past three years. All right. Passion grass, a West by Midwest ale brewed with lemongrass and passion fruit. Did you just try it already? I did. Don't I, I was hoping you didn't see that. The fuck? <laughs> this, well, is it good? Don't tell me. Shut up. Tell me. No, don't tell me. I'm not telling you. This ale was brewed, bottled, and released together in joint session with the Leguanitas Brewing Company, Petaluma, California, and Chicago, Illinois, and Shorts Brewing, Bel- and Shorts Brewing, Bel Air, Michigan. Why? Well, a wise woman once said, "Friends are the family you choose. It's good to have friends." You want the beer specs? You want the beer specs? Let's do it. We had a joint session with our friends at Shorts Brewing in Bel Air, Michigan, to create this smooth and drinkable 4.6... 4.6? That's not going to do anything. You're going to drink a whole bunch. Uh, 4.6% ABV West by Midwest Ale, with some passion fruit juice added for the pleasant summeriness and rounded off with a special zing of lemongrass. It's best imbibed with your buds. It's good to have friends. Well, it's too bad none of my buds are here because <clears throat> it'd be best to try we it with are, them. But I, I we guess we're just work acquaintances. I guess you'll too. Cheers. Oh, it's more bitter than I thought it would be. Liquidita. It's got to be that lemongrass, though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's definitely it. Um, um, it's good though. It's um, it's different. It, I actually kind of like the fact that it's a little bit more bitter because it it's unique, sort of yeah. in, that, in that way. Yeah, it's good. I feel I 
and and also I think I'm saying their name wrong, because uh, I'm saying it like Lagunitas, which would Im- be like, isn't it Lagunitas? Lagoni- Lagunitas. 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 Like that, yeah. Yep. Actually, dude, we called them one time to see if yeah. Last time we had one of these on the show, we tried to call them to see if that if see if they would tell us the proper way to um say it. Did we? Yeah, they, they didn't answer. They though. didn't answer. Maybe should, we should uh, try it again. <laughs> I mean, it's only nine thirty there right now. Is it? Wait, nine thirty. Nine thirty p.m. They're yeah, not working. Yeah they're, yeah, they're not working. You're right. Next time we have one, we'll call them. Totally should. Um, yeah, this is delicious though. I like it a lot. It's um, yeah, it's really good. The, um, gra- the wheatgrass or the lemongrass rather is uh, the, the standout in this one for sure. I'm not getting the passion. Then again, though, passion fruit's kind of bitter too, isn't it? I get the pa- I'm getting the passion fruit. Um, passion fruit was all the rage this year. It's not sweet though, right? It is a little bit, not as not as sweet as um, like a strawberry. Yeah, no. Um, <clears throat> you know how like last year was it? Last year everything was grape through grapefruit. Uh-huh. Like everything was grapefruit. This summer it seemed like everything was passion fruit. Mm, what's the the summer color? Yeah, it was passion fruit. Yes, exactly. I should have eaten more. There was not a whole lot of passion this summer. <laughs> <laughs> Cheer up, bud. Cheer no, up, I'm pal. sorry. Have you ever have you ever had passion fruit? I don't know that I've ever actually had it straight. No, I've eaten a lot of stuff. So uh, I've had a lot of stuff passion fruit flavored before, but I, to be honest with you, I might never have picked out what the flavor was because yeah. I just don't know that I ever knew what it tasted like. I was at uh, I was at the fruit. It's market. always in, it's always in a mix of things too. It's yeah. like passion fruit with like and maybe it's one of those other things. fruits that's not great on its own. I I have no idea. Um, yeah. I was at the fruit market yesterday. They've got some wacky stuff there that I've never even seen, let That's alone... wacky. That is wacky. Like these, uh, what are they called? Ragatans or Rabutan? They're like... Rasputin? Was they, he there? They, they look like, yeah, just a giant... <laughs> <laughs> the jackfruit is... is uh, oh, God. Oh, the jackfruit. <laughs> um, by the way, if you actually want to try your shredded jackfruit thing that you're talking about, mm-hmm. they've got decent, like... They so, have they have ones there that aren't aren't forty five pounds now, so you could are they cut or are they just small? They're just small. Then doesn't that doesn't strike me as them being ripe because most jackfruit get huge when they're ripe. Um, from what I understand, trying to do the whole vegan pulled pork thing with jackfruit, canned jackfruit actually works the best. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, it's what I've heard. So, who likes to go canned though? I I, I just I've heard if you're, from. If you're gonna do it, do it. Hey man, I don't know. It's just my opinion. I, I I don't I don't have any other opinion other than what I've heard. So I'm a from scratch kind of guy. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I don't eat very much uh, food at all. Yeah, because <laughs> I never have the time to fr- do from scratch kind of stuff. But uh, what were you talking about? I was trying to. Remember I don't know what the dude, hell you were, I, I have what no you were getting I, at. I, who cares? Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, uh, the beer is good. Um, so being that we only had two days between our uh, last episode and this one mm-hmm. um did you have time to watch did you and jimmy tony have time to watch a marvel movie uh well i didn't watch captain marvel okay because uh, that's the next one in the lineup and also there's still no word from jimmy tony so he's, i don't he's still missing <clears throat> no yeah it's uh I, it's becoming quite concerning at this point i, I think for, i thought um, for sure he'd show back up i know yeah me too He's never, he's dropped off the map before, but maybe, never, maybe, never for this long. Maybe so. he went like gator hunting, and uh, maybe the gator got him. Maybe just I don't, uh, I don't know. I've seen him. I've seen him. I've seen him rip a gator's throat out with his teeth <laughs> before, though. So 
That seems unlikely, <laughs> you know, that well, a gator would get the best of them. So, uh, so this this week we're not going to be doing the M. See, so we'll pick you, we'll pick it back up next week. Yeah, I guess. Okay. Yeah, I'll I'll pick it back up if I have to, unless we find Jimmy Tony by then, and then he'll jump back in. So, like yeah, that's just uh, that's the way it is this week. Mm-hmm. Sorry okay. about it, folks. I know nope. it's your favorite part of the entire show, but I'm sure we're breaking everybody's <laughs> hearts. I'm sure, I know my heart's broken. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, that being said, uh, that's uh, that's what we're drinking. That's what we're talking about. And Jimmy Tony may or may not return. Who knows. So let's get into the bleed feed. The bleed feed. <laughs> All right. So, uh, All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so being that we've we're only two days removed from recording last, uh, there hasn't been a whole lot going on in the last two days. It's been going on. Nah, nothing. Nothing. Whole whole lot of nothing. Uh, there are two little bits of news I'm going to get to, I suppose. But um, yeah, don't expect a long uh, bleed feed this week. Um, okay, so this is actually kind of exciting. Back in 1993, uh, George A. Romero first adapted uh, Stephen King's novel, The Dark Half. Oh. Uh, we actually did this for a show not terribly long ago. It's, it's, it's hard to tell. You know, because we we thought our last bad brew was not that long ago. That's it was true. Almost half a year That's ago. True. So I want to say it was a couple months ago we did it though. Couple months? No. Uh, no. No. It was a long time ago. We'll oh, find out. Yeah. Well, point is we did it. That's the point. <clears throat> That's the um, point. <laughs> it's a novel. It's a novel about the uh, the writer that has like an evil twin, basically, and he, or, or he's he's uh he's his character basically that comes to life as like his evil twin. Yeah. Um, but uh, anyway, uh, we're getting a new adaptation of it, which is uh, pretty awesome. Um, I'm all for re-adaptations of stories. I like, I like, I know a lot of people don't like reboots, don't like re, remakes. You know, remakes and all that stuff. I, I have a much different philosophy on them, especially when it comes from adaptations of the written word, hmm. you know, like the Bible. Never too many movies about the Bible, right? <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, I, I like adaptations from books because there's always so much in books that don't make it to the screen Yeah, that when you get different people, uh, uh, adapting them, you're always going to get a little bit different of a movie. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And they're not writing anything necessarily, or they could be writing new stuff, but they could be pulling from parts of the book they wished were in the original and they weren't like, I, I always find it interesting when it's they like read. It's like you give two people a recipe, but. There's no measurements, you know what I mean? Kind of. There's no measure. So, well, so I mean, there's, there's just a measurement, like, well, yeah, with, you know what's in it, just not the measurements know, of right. So some, yeah. so some people might take, you know, a little bit more of this and a little bit more of that and throw it in there, and so it's really that's a good point, you know, like uh, look at how much different the versions of it are. Yep. You know, and how much absolutely shittier Chapter <clears throat> Two was than Part Two. Well, <laughs> I mean. I'm saying that mostly to piss off Chris Jordan, our buddy Chris, because uh, we fight about it still to this day. <laughs> he loves Chapter Two. He thought Chapter Two was awesome and amazing, and I I just didn't like it. Yeah, I I, uh, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I. If you want to hear us get into that, there's we did a whole yeah. episode on it, so we yep. don't need to get into it now. Yeah, yeah. But uh, anyway, though, so I'm I'm actually really okay with it. Um, especially like I said, these adaptations. I'm 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 very cool with it. So uh, that'll be excited. Uh, I'm not sure how you're gonna get better than George Romero, but um, hey. We'll find out, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. The other little bit of news that I have is that uh, May 21st, 2021, 
Lots of twos and lots of one in that date. Uh, is going to be known as Keanu Day. Here forth, I'm putting it out into the world. It is Keanu Day. I'm listening. Uh, not only are we getting John Wick 4 that day, okay. but we are also getting, it was announced uh, today, we are also getting Lana Wachowski's The Matrix 4. They are being released on the exact same day. Keanu is going to do battle with Keanu at the box office. That's a whole movie right there. What? Like that is that is a movie <laughs> in and of itself. <laughs> wow. Yeah. The Weird. Matrix Four. Yep. That I is... don't even think I knew that was a thing. Oh yeah, we've <laughs> we've talked about it on the show. Thank you for paying attention to my news. Oh, maybe it was John Wick. <laughs> maybe it was John Wick Four that I didn't know was a thing. Uh, I knew that they were making it. I didn't know that they had a date for it already. But they they're kind of shitting those movies out in a good way. But they're like they're really <laughs> they're really pumping those movies out. Um, and they've all been fantastic. Mm. Uh, I take it back. I haven't seen three, but one and two are mm, fantastic. Um, well, yeah, so lots of Keanu of the day. Who knows, though? Matrix could very well get pushed back. So as of right now, it is Keanu Day. It might change in the What future. I want to know is when is the new Bill and Ted coming out? Uh, tomorrow. For real? For real. <sighs> Gonna call. I actually. <laughs> My wife's been asleep for hours, and I'm gonna call her right now. I just heard it. Did you yeah. just switch over to the other I, screen? I did not. I don't know what's going on. Well, then it's not that. I don't know what's going on. Um, You're not the detective you thought you no, were. No, nope, I'm not sleuthing it very well today. <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't know. Like I said, Matrix Four probably will get pushed back. It's a big movie. Who knows? But um, maybe maybe they don't want people to have to switch which Keanu switch between which Keanu they want to see. You know. Or you double feature, man. You could double feature, right? True, true. Yeah. But uh, anyway, that's um, that's that's it for the news. There was really nothing else that broke between, yeah. Jeez. Getting Axiom Verge two on the Switch, if that's cool for people. But guess, guess I'm just chopped liver over here with my Blu-rays. Do you have any Blu-rays, James? No. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, I got nothing else for you. I. That's it. That's this is the shortest, the shortest bleed feed in uh, show history. That was glorious. Can we Great. try and make it that long every week? <laughs> we can try. It's not going to happen, but we we can, we we can try. We might do an hour long episode. It's uh, we're forty two minutes in right now, and um, I'm talking. I'm I'm thinking. I'm thinking ninety minutes. We can wrap this sucker up. <laughs> Maybe. That's our Christmas gift to you. We're wrapping this baby up in 90 minutes. Oh, you've never gifted anybody wrapping anything up. I, I tried. I don't know if that actually landed or not. But. Landed with me. All right. All right. Well, uh, I guess at that, let's. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. And uh, when we come back, we're going we're gonna to talk about what happened, James. What happened? What ha- happened was... <laughs> Throughout this Dulce, faces ripped apart with hooks, a man slashing himself into a bloody pulp, and graphic, macabre, torturous images that defy description. Give yeah. you, uh, I'm gonna give you one chance. Okay. Come clean. No. What happened? See, <laughs> what had happened <laughs> was, um, I don't know, dude. All right. So the happening from uh, 2008, like we, um, like we had mentioned earlier in the show, uh, <clears throat> I have liked 
all of M. Night Shyamalan's movies up until this point. Actually, I'm a big M. Night fan. Yeah. And I, I said that as though I didn't like this movie. I have thoughts on this movie. Okay. Um, I'm kind of right in the middle on it. Really? Yeah. I um, I feel... Oh, that's why. I'm, I'm, I'm talking here, and I'm like, if you hear me, I turn my headphones down for some reason. Turn like, those babies up. Yeah, I'm like, why do turn I sound up. so quiet? Oh, oh yeah, okay. there we go. You sound better Look now? that. I can hear myself. Oh, yeah. Um, like that needs to happen. Yeah, right. Uh, so I have liked all of M. Night Shyamalan's up until this movie, because I haven't seen this movie. I had always heard it's a bad reputation, so I was very much looking forward to actually seeing it. Yeah. Um, if you've not seen The Happening, before we jump into it here, uh, a science teacher... His wife and a young girl struggle to survive a plague that causes those infected to commit suicide. Now, now read it again, but as Mark Wahlberg. A science teacher, his wife, and a young girl struggle to survive a plague that causes those infected to commit suicide. It's pretty good. pretty good, good, (laughs) (laughs) Um... Yeah, so uh, obviously directed by uh, M. Night. Um, so this movie is starring uh, Mark Wahlberg, who plays Elliot. You have uh, the the ever so beautiful Zoe Deschanel. Very. Gorgeous, right? She's so Absolutely cute gorgeous. Too. It's like uh, a, a nice combination of beautiful and cute. Yeah. Uh, she plays Alma. That is uh, Elliot's wife. And then you have uh, you have fucking John Leguizamo just fucking bossing it down like he always does. Also a perfect combination of handsome and cute. Also, a, <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> he plays Julian. And then you have uh, Ashlyn Sanchez who plays Jess, who is Julian's daughter. Mm-hmm. Uh, outside of that, uh, Alan Ruck plays the principal. I do love a good Alan Ruck from time to time. Sure. You know who Alan Ruck is. Oh, yeah, from uh, yeah. Yeah, from uh, Ferris Bueller. Yeah. And then uh, also, you have my favorite character of the entire movie is uh, Frank uh, Coulson, who plays the nursery owner. He's my favorite character in the entire movie. Yeah, okay. What? what? <laughs> I don't know. He's <laughs> just such a weird... He was just so fucking crackers, dude. Like, yeah. he was he was just a weird dude. He, like, talked to plants, loved hot dogs. They're fun shape. They got lots of protein. I think hot dogs get a bad rap. <laughs> I feel like crack... You, you just did that as Mark Wahlberg, by the I way. I know he did. I feel like crackers is the best way to describe this entire movie. Yeah, so here's the thing. I... <clears throat> I, I knew this I knew the twist in this movie before I ever saw it. It's been so long since it came out. I kind of knew that it was like the plants that this that isn't, were killing people. This isn't a typical M Night Shyamalan movie either. There was though. no like, big twist. No, because yeah. they they kind of they kind of figure out what's going on really early in the yeah. movie. Yeah, well, it's that guy that like, was as talking. Soon as, yeah, uh, as soon the as nursery you meet this guy. guy, he's like, you know, he's what I was thinking. You know, what I was thinking. Like, I do find it funny plants? how there's this 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 like national catastrophe, global catastrophe you find out at the end of the movie. And this little nursery guy's like, oh yeah, I know what's going on. I got the answer. Yeah. <laughs> and they don't really draw any, like, they don't really pay him any mind whatsoever. Yeah, I, I, I got, I know what's going on. I got the answer. You want a hot dog? <laughs> <laughs> I love this guy. He's great. This fuck, like, I was watching this movie and there were at least five or six times where I audibly, in my, in my car, because I was watching it in my car, I was, I was. At, yeah, so you weren't driving. No, 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 no. I was parked. I was watching it in my car, uh, outside of a school. <clears throat> outside of a school. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking creepy motherfucker. Weirdo. <laughs> there were several times where I out loud just went, "What? <laughs> what? Why? Yep. What are you talking about?" Because there's so many 
weird lines in this movie. There M- really are. M. Night Shyamalan has, uh, he has been kind of hit or miss for me in the past as far, like, even if I like a movie uh, overall. Some of his casting choices? Not even like his... the castings, just some of his writing is just oh, like, okay, what, okay. what are you talking, like, so, what was the point of that line? And this movie had so many, so many lines in it, or even just so many, uh, like, even kind of, uh, like, mini, uh, mini threads, like mini side stories, where I was just like, that was so unnecessary. Yeah, it was. For the it was entire movie. It was definitely a little. It felt a little disjointed at times. Um, and for those of you, we're not going to get into like the the plot like we always do. I mean, mo- most people have seen this. I think me and you are the only two people left on Earth that hadn't seen this movie. It's Welcome there's Earth. people are killing themselves. They can't figure out why. Turns out it's the fucking plants <clears throat> protecting themselves because humans are the the biggest threat to the planet that's the movie yeah I, I, there's really nothing else to it it's, it's just we- what happens while people are on the run trying to get away from this and they don't understand what's going on it's that's weird. pretty much it it's weird that they choose to do it now though what do you mean i don't know like I, or or at least they it's it's weird where they started doing it in the north the northeast of america no they explained that did they the Why? plants revolted i from my understanding is because there was more nuclear power plants uh, in the northeast than there were the entire rest of the country. So with the atmosphere and all that stuff, that's that that was like the little bit of oh, that I, I think picked I, up. I think I missed that part. Yeah, they did mention it. Um, and so to my best guess, that's why it was mostly contained to that area of the country first. Okay. Is because that's where it was like the most highly uh, getting polluted, basically. Um, yeah, I... I like the idea of this movie. I think it's actually kind of smart. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's the whole idea of the movie is that it's um it's the planet protecting itself. You know, and and and, and this is true. Plants do form natural uh, uh, defense mechanisms and this and that. Sure. And so the whole point of the movie is that is basically Mother Earth has a natural defense mechanism against its biggest parasite, which are humans. They're, you know, we're, we're, we're killing the ozone, we're killing the planet, we're, we're polluting the water. And so this is the planet basically fighting back against its natural predators. Yeah. So I, I like that idea a lot. This came at a time, too, when you really first started, back in 2008 or so, you really kind of mainstream was picking up on the whole, you know, uh, like global warming stuff, you know, a lot of the... Uh, I don't know when the Paris Accord thing happened, but the world sort of seemed like they were sort of wake, waking up a little bit more mm-hmm. to that this stuff, oh shit, this stuff's happening and we're already too late kind of thing. Yeah. And so this was definitely made, I don't want to say that it was political, but it was definitely, there was agenda, agenda-ish behind it, I guess, you know? Sure. Um, which I'm okay with. <clears throat> um, but I think that maybe that was one of the reasons why, like reason number one, why people didn't like this movie is because maybe they thought that it was, ooh, hot button issue. You're turning this horror movie into a political statement or something, you know? I could definitely see why people, if you are annoyed with that kind of stuff, why that might annoy you about the movie. It didn't for me. Right. I'm totally okay with that. I think it's a cool concept. Earth is just killing people. Go Earth. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I'm totally okay with it. Um, yeah, because you could separate it from... Everything that's going on, yeah. Uh, as far as like climate change, you can. I mean, obviously, like probably even more now today than back in two thousand eight. People are subscribing or, or prescri- prescribing that no, subscribing. sort of. Oh wait, wait, wait! What are you trying to say? I don't. Know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, people are making the connection between what's very prevalent in the news yeah. nowadays, uh, as far as global warming and stuff goes. 
with the idea of this movie. Um, I I liked I liked the idea too, like the 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 concept that the Earth could kind of fight back and protect itself. Mm-hmm. I've said that before. Like I said that to you. I it was half joking, half serious. I said it last year. We were talking about something, and and uh, <laughs> and and I was. Let me just let me just say this outright. Yeah, like global warming or climate change, not it's not great, right? No. But at the same time, I was thinking in my same my my you know same cynical tone that I usually think in, and I was like, well, f- uh, who cares if we get wiped out? Because the way I see it, what happens when your body has a virus? It heats up. You get a fever, and that's your body's way of protecting itself and killing off the virus. Well, you know how to, you know how to fix that. Yeah. What? More cowbell. More. <laughs> it's a prescription. <laughs> and so, if the Earth is heating up uh-huh. to rid itself of a virus, us. Oh yeah. Then we just let just let nature just take its l- course. Let it happen, right? Well, what's the worst that could happen? We all get wiped out, and then we. I mean, I guess that is the worst that could happen. Is that is dies. the worst that could happen? But who cares? We all get wiped out. It all starts over again, mm-hmm. and uh, you know. Trilobites. Which it, which it has happened many times. There's been so many extin- extinction-level events that have happened on the planet. Like, science knows it. <clears throat> science. Yeah, they, they know science. stuff. Yeah, um, so, so let us get let us get wiped out, and then, you know, we'll spring back after a few million years. Who cares? Yeah, no, I'm into it. What? Stop. My point is, stop fighting. Stop fighting the climate change. Just, it's just going to happen. I just... <laughs> I just hope that uh, in the very beginning of this movie, there was a scene where uh, there there's a construction site, and like the dudes kept jumping off the uh, tops of the buildings. That was a gnarly scene. It was pretty gnarly because the way those bodies hit the ground, yeah. it was really believable. Yeah. Yet the entire time I'm watching it, and the only thing that I could think of is I'm singing to myself, it's raining men, it's raining men. <laughs> it's the only thing Hallelujah, can... it's raining men. <laughs> like, this scene just got lost on me. <laughs> Dude, that's, uh, that's the... The so the the first guy falls and they react to it and then another guy falls and they're like what the fuck? the guy the look in that dude's face was just like yeah. was like it's like oh my god like there's nothing two you of can my do. friends are dead like yeah. it was, was kind of sad actually and when he looks up and you see probably like five or six more people just walking off the edge of the building it was so realistic looking oh yeah it was so creepy they were just like walking and just falling yeah there was no there was not a single like form of of hesitation or bracing their falls like they just, it was it was they were fucking committed james <laughs> like they, they made a decision and they went for it it was bizarre <laughs> it really was um, um the uh the 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 imagery of one of the things i really did like is especially the very first time you see it um the imagery of Everybody in the scene stopping at one, all at once, like yeah. all coming to a halt. I think that's really cool. I um, thought that was kind of dumb, personally. Really? Yeah. I, I guess I didn't really understand it. Why do they just freeze? Like what? I understand that the, that the virus makes them kill themselves because that's yeah. the that's the the defense mechanism. But where does the freezing aspect come in? And it didn't happen to everybody. Well, there were certain people. Uh, actually, it happened to everybody except for two people who just it happened. Uh, after a longer period of time, because there was the girl in the very first scene who, like, she looks around all of a sudden, everybody's frozen, right? Yeah, and they're in Central Park or whatever. 
and she looks at her sister and her sister's also now like zombified or whatever. And then I think toward the end of the scene, you see her kind of get that blank look on her face too. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the movie, once they skip over to France, there's the two guys walking through the park and then the one guy stops and freezes. He turns it like and the other guy looks around. Everybody else is frozen. And then I think right toward the end of that scene, you also see him freeze. Does he? Okay. So it just it happens a little then, bit but later. Then, but then always the one person gets unfrozen, finds a way to kill himself, and then everybody follows suit. It's almost like lemmings. It's sort really, of, yeah. It's what it was. Yeah. Yeah, sort of. What if deep down this was just M. Night's Lemmings movie? <laughs> like, what if that's what this was? <laughs> I'm trying to think, think of, of it a, from that perspective. I'm trying like... It would have been hilarious if he actually had injected. Because what? What did you? Well, hold on. You had the you had the lemmings that would uh, you had the lemmings that would dig. Was that would fly any, with an umbrella. Fly with fly with an umbrella. And there was the, the one that would stop people. There was that was Marky Mark. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> the, this is the most Marky Mark movie ever made. Oh, by yeah. the way. Oh yeah. Uh, fear is fear is pretty Marky Mark. That was early. That was that was like young Marky Mark when he still had a lot of rage. Yeah, this was all that rage. The, <laughs> you know, like where he's like like pumping up, like doing bicep curls with cinder blocks, and like you know, just getting angry in his Kelvin Klein underwear. Um, oh, those were the days. How can you? How can you? Get, <laughs> how can you get angry in Kelvin Klein underwear? They're so comfortable. Uh, maybe they're ripped. <laughs> Damn it. These cost me forty dollars. <laughs> um, but there was a uh, so that was like early days. Marky Mark fear. He was pissed off. This was like after he started to make his transition into like good guy, but before he started playing cops all the time. Mm-hmm. And so he was just. This was the. It was the weirdest role for him. I'm the, sorry, dude. Like if I had a science so teacher a, that was anything like him, I couldn't take him seriously. There's a funny. There's a funny quote from Mark Wahlberg. Uh, about this uh he actually says here's uh he admitted that he regrets working on this movie but he said you can't blame me for wanting to try and play a science teacher at least i wasn't playing a cop or a crook (laughs) (laughs) so he admits this wasn't necessarily the role for him which brings me to my next point so we both agreed that we that we we like the idea of the movie you know the idea the movie itself isn't bad like the idea is kind of cool the story is cool the um there are certain characters that i that I super liked. Like, John Leguizamo, fucking, let me tell you one thing. Let me tell you one thing. Luigi Mario always brings the boss, okay? That's all I'm saying. Dude, you know what, Always. There is not a single movie that I have seen John Leguizamo in that has not been, at least his performance, has not been awesome. Except for this one. No, I loved him in this. Loved him. He was, I I think that, uh, first of all, there was something very strange about the writing in this movie. Yeah. So, like some of the dialogue seemed, and M. Night Shyamalan had written prior to this several yep. movies. Like he, you know, he well, knows I, how I to write. A, I think that's exactly it. I think that M. Night was almost, started to drink his own Kool Aid a little bit by it, this point in time. It was almost like you I know? don't know. I don't know if in previous movies, like especially when you're when you're working with people like um, uh, like Joaquin Phoenix loves mm-hmm. to go off script. Mel Gibson, I don't know if he likes to go off script, but. I imagine he probably does because he's drunk most of the time. Uh, who else? Uh, um, Bruce Willis. Pro- 
probably likes probably. to go off script. There's, I guess what you're saying is probably there's there's a lot probably more it, of ad libbing going down movie, in those movies. This movie seemed to me almost like people were reading cue cards. A little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like some of uh some of Do- Zoe Deschanel's not only I, not only her not only her lines but her delivery yeah. seemed so it, it was almost there was like this one point in time where uh they're on the train getting away from they're they're on the train getting away from the city, right? And uh, she went to sit somewhere else because they were having some stupid fight. That fight was the most unrealistic thing I've ever seen in my life. Um, and then you she's... see <clears throat> you didn't see the actual fight. It's in the deleted scenes on okay. the uh, on the DVD. The movie well, hold was on, hold on, okay. let me sorry, sorry. So she's sitting in a in a separate car, and then um, Wahlberg comes up to her, and he happens to see that she is talking to somebody named Joey, and he goes. Who's Joey? And it's almost like it's almost like she read a cue card and at the very same time she knew that she was supposed to do a certain sequence of actions and she like she goes she goes, Oh no, that's nobody and waves her hand in this really robotic way mm-hmm. and then like puts her hand down and brings her other hand up like this real quick. I was like, What are you yeah. doing? So like Zoe Deschanel's a, a good actress. This I don't was, know this what was, the hell she was doing. Uh, Look up her. Look up while while I'm talking. Look up her IMDb. How early was this in her career? I mean, I know it was it was earlier for sure, but I'm wondering how much she had under her belt at this point, and what she had had under her belt. Because I think that for me, I can tell you what she had under her belt. <laughs> <laughs> um, for me, pants. This um, the the failure of this movie. Yeah, is in its performances. Oh, yeah. And that and that is its major major downfall. Now either that is because of the cast, mm-hmm. or it's because of the direction. That I'm not sure. Yeah, we we know that M Night is a perfectly capable director because he's made fantastic films. Mm-hmm. Um, we've also you know we know that 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 the, the all those actors are also capable of putting on better performances. So I don't know exactly which one it is, but it definitely. Um, this movie <clears throat> suffers, and I don't know if that's the so, reason why everybody doesn't like this movie. But for me, it's the reason why it's definitely not high on my M Night list. It's it's. Dude, l- let me jump in before I okay. forget this. So this is ten years into her acting career, and she had already done movies like, um, even though her role in this was small, almost famous, um, I Elf. Would- she had done Elf already. She had already done Elf. Elf came out in two thousand. She was great in Elf. Elf came out in two thousand three. Hate that movie, but she was great in Elf. How do you hate that movie? I just it, it got overplayed. God, you're so stupid. I saw stupid. it like ten times the first two years it came out, and I just got burnt out on well, it. Well, that's your own fault. No, no, it's not my fault. It's the fault of everybody around me constantly having it on. Like oh, you everywhere you went, that movie was playing. It you just didn't annoyed have, the piss out of you me. You don't have free will. You can't get up out of the get up and walk out of the room. I wish I had free willy because I would have put that shit on. Such a prick. That came out in two thousand three, our senior year of high school. Can you believe that? Wow. Um, she's aged good. Yeah. <laughs> Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. She had already been in. Um, I mean, yeah, Bridge to Terabithia, Flakes. Okay. I never saw that. Um. Yeah, she's she was in a lot leading up to this, so th- it's not like this was one of her earlier. Oh, Tin Man, did you never ever watch that? that? No, I never saw that. I like that. I so, it was good. so, so the point is, she had been in stuff where she was better. Yeah. So maybe it was a directing thing, and I, I mentioned this earlier. I think that at this point in time in M Night's career, he might have been uh, there was again. I didn't do anything. Oh my god. Um, 
I think M. Night might have been drinking a little bit of his own Kool-Aid and kind of was... Maybe he was just like on, like on a roll and he was just shitting stuff out because <laughs> I don't know, man. Like it's 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 really odd that there was so much that the, the acting was so bad in this movie and that like I said, that really was its major downfall. Yeah, and this like movie I said, even fine. Like I said, even like Wazamo, I he's usually a really good actor. Uh, I thought he was the best part of this movie. There was he had maybe he, that's not saying much. He maybe had he, maybe he seemed so good because of everything else. But. He had the best part. And it was, what are you doing? Because it keeps popping a lot. I don't know. I don't know, dude. I um, really don't know. He had the best part, and it was literally like twelve words. And it was it was the one part where, uh, um, um, Elma goes to grab Jess's hand, and she and she goes because he's he's already got his doubts about Elma. Yeah, he thinks that she's kind of a flake. <clears throat> Doesn't want his buddy to be with her anymore. And he goes, he goes, come on, I'll I'll, I'll take her, and he stops and he gets that really serious and he goes don't grab my daughter's hand unless you mean it oh dude that was that, that was scene, the best line of the movie and he in a and that was the best performance of the movie and it lasted less than two seconds in a sea of pure of of just pure acting dog shit <laughs> that scene was the, that <laughs> was the island made was. out of dog no, shit <laughs> and it got me though it did actually get me when he was like leaving his daughter and he oh, knew yeah. he wasn't gonna come back it like, literally got me like yeah. i wasn't like choking up or anything but i was just like oh shit like that was a really good scene but then that led to another really stupid scene like the whole thing with him in the car the air coming in and him doing the riddles the math riddles no I, it was just another one of those things where it was just it was like, a bit much like I still I can, think that was the worst. Thing I completely though. understand the idea of uh, you know somebody kind of taking charge and trying to calm the group yeah. down. Well, he'd always said the way that he calms himself down when he's is I, by mathematics and doing arithmetic, basically. I understand that, but it didn't translate no, well in that I agree. scene. It came did, across as just so corny. Did you notice who was driving that car? No. I, I you never see his face dead on, but between his profile and seeing his face in the rearview mirror, it was fucking uh, Brian O'Halloran. It was Dante from Clerics. It was? Yep, 100%. Is he in the... Do you know that for a yeah. fact? Well, I know I know what he looks like. It's him. Trust me. There's nobody else that looks like him. Look it up. I'm telling you, it was him. All right. Um, um, but mm-hmm. it's funny. So, yeah, that there was a lot of stuff that didn't make sense. Like It was basically the, the wind is what carried like the pathogen basically like around and was killing people. Right. And uh, they always kept saying, we need to stay either ahead of the wind or get inside and shut the window so that the air can't get inside. Mm-hmm. There were so many scenes when that just didn't make sense at all. Like there's a scene where, um, where Mark Wahlberg, uh, uh, Elbert, Elliot, Alma, uh, Jess, and then two kids. Uh-huh. They're, they're kind of like the five some running running through the fields, and they find <laughs> this house, and they're looking for food. Those two kids, dude. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, the, the spoilers: these two kids get shot. Ah, ah, ah. What? Oh, we're uh, gonna get to it. Don't okay, worry about okay, it. Okay, fine. Um, they go to this house though, and the people who are inside, like, get away from the fucking door! Don't open the door! You're gonna let the air inside! And they walk up to the house though. And oh, you're totally right. It was Brian O'Halloran. Told you. Wow. I fucking know my Brian O'Halloran. Okay? Shut up. Shut your mouth. Um, th- this goes back to the writing, too, though. They walk up, and uh, the kids are looking at this house like, the house is all boarded up. There was not a single board on that house. Yes, not, there was. No, there wasn't. Oh, there were shutters. There were shutters <laughs> and doors. Yeah. There was not a single board on that house. Yeah. So, no, it wasn't. 
So first off, I don't know how they're 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 saying these lines, and no one goes, um, uh, no, there's no boards on this. It's not house. it's not boarded up. Not to mention. They're like, get away from the door. We don't want you to open the door because you're going to let the air in. Yet there was no glass in any of the windows. It was broken shutters and no glass windows. So what the fuck were they trying to keep out? All of that air was already inside. Yep. It doesn't make a lick of sense. Nope. So why did nobody, while they're, while they're doing this, I'm not saying that it was badly written, but when they're on set, why does nobody be like, this doesn't make sense? Oh, uh, hey. M? Mr. Uh, Mr. Knight? What do you um, call him? You, what do you call him? M? Hey, think, M? Actually, they call him Knight. You call I him believe. Knight? That's kind of dope, actually. Yeah. <laughs> and one of the behind the scenes things, they were just like, yeah, I was hanging out with Knight. And blah, blah. I, am, I am the Knight. <laughs> <laughs> um, we got um, to talk about the end of that scene. Come oh, on. dude. Come on. It was, uh, it was unexpected and. I don't know, like, I know it was supposed to be heavy hitting, but it, it was, it was, I'm a dick, but it was just kind of hilarious. Okay, so, so on the, uh, on the DVD, they have the extended scene of that, yeah. the extended version. Yeah. So, you know, they, they showed the, they showed the fat kid getting his shit blown away, right? Yeah. And, uh, so he's, he's at the door, the shotgun comes out the door, shoots him in the chest, he's dead as hell. Yeah. And then you have the other kid, who's over by one of the shutters, mm-hmm. and, uh, you see a, the barrel of a shotgun coming out of the shutters, because, you know, no fucking windows. <laughs> and the barrel of the shotgun comes out the shutters, and it's, like, less than a foot away from his head. Uh-huh. And the camera sort of, like, sort of cuts away, yeah. and you know that he gets shot in the head, basically, and, and he gets killed. Right. In uh, in the extended scene, you see his head get clean blown away. <laughs> like, they fucking killed this kid. <laughs> so, so that makes like, sense. back of his it... head, blown out. You see his brain, the whole deal. Like, wow. it was gnarly. So that makes sense as to why. So this was uh, at the time M Night Shyamalan's only R-rated film. Yeah. So his original cut though would have uh, basically would have got uh, did get an NC seventeen. NC seventeen, which just still doesn't make sense to me. No. For the kind of shit that you see nowadays. Yeah. No. There's no way. Right. It there's wasn't that bad nothing at all. about this movie should have been PG thirteen. Honest to God. Yeah. And there was like, and, well, because there, aside from a couple people dying, there was like, there was, there no, was no swearing no, or anything like that. No, there was no sex. There's nothing like Marky that. Marky Mark would be like, hey, don't swear. Like that. <laughs> Did you notice that Marky, that, that Mark Wahlberg delivered his lines the way that Seinfeld delivers his jokes? He was, he was talking like this the whole time. Like, what's up with this door? No, it wasn't like that. <laughs> there was a couple of times. No, it was totally... He up-talked, though. He up-talked a lot, and it was so distracting well, and that's, so bad. Well, that's just how he delivers his lines sometimes. Oh, my God. It was so bad, though. Like, But he talks... He Like, it was it was the way he... Because I, I actually... I like Mark Wahlberg a lot. Sure. Uh, and especially in his later movies, I feel like he found his niche when he like discovered that he he was pretty funny you know what i mean oh for sure like when he when he got into like uh the other guys and mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> 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 oh it sounded terrible you know what i mean um but that whole the way he speaks with that it's uh, it's almost like an interrogative tone like the, yeah yeah it's why, it's why very like brooklyn why don't it's you, like why don't you get into science yeah, it's someday your face isn't gonna look so good. Does, you need to get into science. Hey guys, does nobody care about the bees? I mean, they're disappearing at an alarming rate. Does nobody care about the bees? Like, did you notice? It's so annoying the did, way he talks. And did, it's the entire movie. So he turns to the uh, you know the quote unquote heartthrob kid in yeah. the class, and he says to him like, I, you know, like I gotta take a you gotta take a 
an interest in science because your nose is going to get too big and nobody's going to like the way you look. And the kid says, do you, did you, do you remember what the kid says? The kid says what the reporter at the end of the movie says verbatim. Oh, really? It was an active, it was an active science that we'll never be able to fully explain. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's what the kid says, and then that's what the reporter at the end of the movie. Yeah, or not the reporter, but the the um, the, doctor like the expert. Yeah, the expert literally does explain exactly what happened. He does. <laughs> yes, he's he at the very end. He goes, but they can't really explain why. I guess they can't explain why, but they you know can explain I mean? exactly what is happening somehow, some way. They know exactly what's happening. Um, before yeah, we I, move on, for, before we move on from the way that Marky Mark talks in yeah. this movie. Uh, we got to go to the best part of the entire movie. Which one's that? That's the the pharmacy story. Oh. <laughs> it is. <laughs> I actually did laugh at that. It was good. I that was a too. good line. <laughs> I did too, but it was, it's so, it was so, it was it, because it was shortly after the hot dog scene. Yeah. With the guy like, <laughs> let's take, let's, let's, let's actually talk about both parts of the movie. Uh, we'll go, we'll fast forward first and talk about the pharmacy story. Okay. That it was so, it wasn't the right place for this story. You know what I mean? No. It, it, and the way he deli- I, I the way he was, the way the story was set up, I know it was supposed to be this sort of like, he was, you know, you know, I didn't tell you about this, but the other day I went to a pharmacy well, and, but he was doing his, like every line was delivered at double time speed. So it was like, I don't know if I noticed that. I didn't tell you this, but. The other day I went to a pharmacy and there was a really cute girl behind the counter. And so I asked her where the cough syrup was. I didn't even have a cough. <laughs> and then I almost bought it. It's superfluous. That's, that's a, a completely superfluous <laughs> bottle of cold cough syrup. That's like six bucks. Well, the the, like, the backstory to this is that she was feeling guilty because she had dessert with a guy, and then she felt really guilty about it. Nothing ever happened, but she felt super guilty about it. This dude had been blowing up her phone the entire time, and so this was like I, him. I think the most uh, egregious part to me was that they had tiramisu together. I don't think I'd be pissed if they my... ate they ate your dog. <laughs> I don't think I would be pissed if my wife went out to dessert with somebody for with a friend from work. If I found out that she had tiramisu without me, though, is that what it was? A tear was a is that what it was? Though, a friend from work? Yeah, I think so. Okay, I didn't I didn't, I didn't miss that part if they said it. Yeah, don't don't eat tiramisu unless you're involving me in, well, the, whole, in the whole thing. The whole part of this was like she she seems like she's like a little bit. Um, I'm not gonna say like emotionally damaged. That's not. It's she's not emotionally damaged, but what she's definitely is her deal. She's she's, she's emotionally a li- or reserved. Reserved. She's off, very very yeah. reserved. Mm-hmm. And so I think that like he knew this was eating at her, and it wasn't as big of a deal to him. So he was trying to make her laugh. Yeah. You know, he was just trying to make her at ease. Like, hey, don't worry about it. Like, and I get that. And I and it played well. I actually yeah, thought it, that it played very well. But it was it was so out of place because. Here, you know, here she is thinking like he's about to admit to her that he did the same thing with somebody. Right. Yet it was stupid cough at, syrup. At <laughs> the end of the scene, yeah, it was kind of cute because she goes, "Are you joking with me?" And he goes, "Yeah." And she says, "Thank you." Yeah. Making her sure. feel better because she's thing. been like so, you know, bent out of shape about the idea that she went out to. Yeah. M night, you got me. <laughs> but then the fuck, the hot dogs guy. <laughs> So they end up in this tiny little town in the middle of nowhere <clears throat> because the the train won't go anywhere else mm-hmm. because they've lost contact with everybody. So they all end up in this diner and uh and then uh, again, again they're showing like they're showing some shit on TV, just a bunch of dots on TV 
and this is the the bad writing and bad acting again. Two yeah. guys, two guys stand up, and one guy says something like, uh, "Like we're all gonna die if we stay here." And then another guy stands up and he goes, "It looks like it's not happening ninety miles away from here. We should get in our cars and go ninety miles away from here." Like it was just so robotic, yeah, yeah. you know. It- that was actually robotic is a very good way of putting it. Yeah. Every single performance in this movie felt like fake and robotic. Yeah. That's that's, that's exactly the way to put it. And there was no like, at least between Zoe and uh, Mark Wahlberg, there was zero chemistry no. between the two yeah. of them. That was another thing that just failed on every level. There was more chemistry between the little girl and each one of them uh-huh. than the two of them together. Which, granted, that's a big part too, but. There was it was like an open triangle. The trifecta didn't uh, didn't didn't connect, um, and that that was really this entire movie's downfall, which was, I could, was literally just that. I could see if that was intentional, you know, like uh, because obviously from what uh, Julian was that his name? What Julian John Leguizamo's character says to him earlier in the movie, like he, he's like, I saw her on your wedding day she was crying in a room by herself. Like she wasn't ready to dive into this whole thing. Yeah. So the idea of them not having chemistry, I guess kind of works, you know, where mm-hmm. maybe they jumped into getting married too soon. Yeah. And then I, I started the talk- idea that the little girl is what ultimately brings them together and makes them well, more happy. But well, I tried telling you this earlier and you told me to wait, but it's relevant now. The opening scene of the movie was another deleted scene that was on the disc. Mm-hmm. Uh, was the full on like, like five to 10 minute long fight that they had. They actually showed the fight. Oh, and it was, and she was basically calling him out for basically being a child, and he's like carrying around a box of cereal in a really weird looking sweater vest. Like he looked really <laughs> stupid, and like she's calling him out, being like, "If anything ever happened, I don't, you wouldn't stand up and be a man. You wouldn't take care of me, and this and that, and basically calling him out for being a child and not not stepping up and being a man about things and this I and see. that. And and there was a whole thing about the whole reason I didn't want to have kids is because I don't think that you'd be a good father. Basically, like whoa. I, she didn't say exactly that. I was paraphrasing, but like that's what the fight was about. So it makes more sense a little bit when you know it. I understand his reasoning for taking it out though, because they basically go through it all in the movie. So I understand why he took it out. It didn't necessarily need to be there. Do they really though? They don't really. Uh, they don't really go into this they whole idea that she thinks he's not a good protector no, or anything like that. But they. But they do go in. They. But they do run the 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 emotions though. The gamut of emotions through, through the rest of the movie. So I can understand them taking it out, but it does make a little bit more sense when you know the fight that they actually sure. had. So. Yeah, yeah, it does. Um, there was another scene. There was another scene that uh, were you done? Yeah. Okay. There was another scene that well, we got to talk about hot dog guy, but we will. We, we can will. get to that. There was another scene that I thought was really funny because we were talking about some the comedic stuff. Uh, hot dog guy. He uh, he goes. The plants like it when you talk to them. There's there's, there's scientific studies behind you know uh, uh, positive energy being put out to plants, and so they find themselves in this model house, and John, and, and, and and Mark Wahlberg, he's he's this uh, ficus or whatever in in the corner, and he's like by himself so he can be a little crazy and so he starts talking to the plant and he's getting closer to it and getting closer to it and then all of a sudden he reaches out and touches and he goes I'm talking to a plastic plant <laughs> I'm still talking to it he's like it's it's fake I'm talking to a plastic plant I'm still doing it <laughs> It was really funny. I love that that ended with that because when he first started talking to the plant was another one of those. Because up to this point, the even though there was like comedic bits in the movie, it felt like the I felt like they weren't supposed to be taken yeah. as comedy. So up to the, up till this point in the movie, I was like, man, 
M. Night Shyamalan was taking himself so seriously, but didn't realize that this was just like so stupid. You know yeah. what I mean? Yep. So I'm glad that that I'm glad that that ended with kind of a comedic bit. I'm talking to a plastic plant. I'm still doing it because it was, it, like, it was it like let little me, glimpses it, of it Mark let me know comedic side. Yeah, and it let me know. I don't know if that was you know the you know his idea to inject that into there or if um, it was actually written into there by M Night Shyamalan. Mm-hmm. I could see it either way. I hope it was written in by M Night Shyamalan to make me believe that he wasn't taking himself so seriously in this movie because I don't know. I could see where this movie would be really. This movie was written specifically for Mark Mark Wahlberg too. It was. Shyamalan had it with uh, was writing it with him in mind. This is what I was saying. I think I, I think M Night at this weird. part in his career, and I've said this already. I think at this part in his career, nobody was telling him no, mm. and he was drinking a little bit too much of his own Kool Aid, and just thought that everything that he was writing was just great. Yeah, you know, because up until this point, like I said, Late in the Water had mixed reviews, but up until this point, everything that he had done was pretty well received. Mm-hmm. So I wonder, I wonder if this wasn't just a case of him not keeping himself in check with his writing, maybe, and just kind of like, oh, I wrote it, I don't need to go through it, and I don't need to make more passes at it. This is all conjecture on my part. I don't know. But it almost feels that way with Speak- the way that it was written and things that just kind of don't make sense. Speaking of conjecture, do you... Uh, I'm, I've got a theory. Do you think that the lady, the crazy Mrs. Jones... Oh, God, we didn't even talk about her. Do you think that her character served as a big inspiration for the grandparents in the visit? Yes. Because that I did whole, think about that. Yep. That whole stay at that house reminded me of the visit because she was she was yep. kind of sweet, but at the same time a little bit nutty and kind of mean underneath. And then she would and then like at night when she hears them whispering in their room and then she's all of a sudden just standing I in the think doorway. About, I didn't even think about that, but she, you're right. She goes, I can hear you whispering. Are you planning Either on that. stealing something? He's like, No, we're not. Are you planning on killing me in my sleep? And then she just turns and walks away. I was yeah. like, what the fuck? Yeah. Her that so so they end up finding themselves, they keep running <clears> away <throat> from people. They figure out that if they're running away in small groups, basically they don't get affected yeah, because for they're some not reason, they're large, not as threatening. Right. Large groups of people seem to set off this. So if you're in a smaller group, reaction. it'll pass you by and until you're the largest group left, basically. Right. And so they find this like farmhouse out in the middle of nowhere. It it, it like is completely self-sustaining. There's no power, there's no footprint, you know, it grows grows their own food. And she seems to be perfectly fine. Like she's it, you know, basically, if you live off the land and respect the land around you, you're going to be okay is mm. kind of what I got from it. Yet this this bitch is a crazy, crazy old bag. Like, <laughs> she's nuttier than a fruitcake. And, but she comes and goes, though. It's like she's nice, and then she's like super mean. And then she goes back to being a little bit nice, still reserved. Well, that, like That dinner scene was really uh She crazy. slapped the kid's hand. I was, uh, I was like... That poor little baby. Like she just wanted a cookie. Yeah. You know, and like the so they, they have a nice meal and she's kind of warming up to them and she's like she's, you know, kind of being playful with them. So who's chasing who here? Mm-hmm. Like she's talking about their, you know, the ob- obvious romantic connection between uh uh Wahlberg and um Zoe Deschanel. Yeah. And right in the middle of them all kind of having a chuckle about it, the little girl goes to reach out for a cookie and all of a sudden her face just goes steel. And she it's smacks exactly the little girl the in the hand. And she, from the yeah, and she says, not... 
And then she she just goes, "Don't." It wasn't the same actress, was it? No, I don't think so. Okay, I was gonna say she goes. She just goes, "Don't touch things that aren't yours." And then she slides right back into being kind of pleasant. Yeah, she's obviously. And then after a few, after like a minute, she reaches over and grabs one of the cookies and hands it, it to, to the little girl. Yeah. I was like, "Fuck!" That was that. That was actually like this scene in this house. I I feel like was some of the most chilling stuff in the movie. It was. I also think though that the scenes that take this whole third act basically mm. had no place in this movie. No. It was it was literally a like it was like it was a it was like a scene and or a whole act that was lifted out of another movie mm-hmm. that they just put at the end of this one. Yeah. It it made no sense. Like no. it came came out of nowhere. The whole rest of all the people that they were with, their friends, their whatever we never found out what happened to Jess's little girl. Never found out what happened to her mom. I mean, we assume she died, but we never find out. Wait, we never found out to happen to Jess's Jess's mom. We found out that she was in the city that had gotten oh, infected, oh, oh. but they never followed up on it. Right. I kind of thought since they didn't that maybe she'd be alive still, and John John Leguizamo <clears throat> died. Uh, fucking Mario Louis or Luigi Mario. <laughs> yeah, they had to they had to kill you. Um, no, but like this this whole ending act was so out of place. It might have been the most chilling stuff in the movie, but it didn't fit in this movie at all. Yeah. It was almost like he didn't know how to end it. And he had this idea for like another screenplay he was writing. He goes, uh-huh. oh, well, I can just take this and put this in the middle of a field somewhere. Like, it's almost how it felt. Right. Um, and so, yeah, I don't know, man. Like, I don't know. I don't know that I have much more to say about the movie. Is there anything else that you wanted to touch on? We never went oh, back. the mood rings. We never talked about the mood rings or the hot dog guy. Or hot dog guy. Okay, do hot, hot dog guy first. I mean, it's, there's not much to say, but it was just it was when they were all in that diner, and then uh, everybody's going to their cars and they're, you know, getting out of there. And Leguizamo branches off and goes because these people agree to take him back to Princeton so that they can he can go check on his wife. And uh, this guy tells. Um, why can't I think of their character names? What was Marky Mark's name? Oh, uh, Elliot. Elliot and Elma and mm-hmm. Jess. That he owns a small nursery, and they they we're gonna go back and we're gonna pack up some stuff and then we're gonna get on the road. You can mm-hmm. come with us. And first of all, when they when they first get there, he goes he goes go take a look around. We'll be back in a jiffy. Uh, the way he delivered that line was so weird. Mm-hmm. Nobody's there, no, was no, there was no pressure. He was yeah. like, oh, take a look around. We'll be back in a jiff. Take a look, like, take a look around. We'll be back in a jiffy. It's like more worried about getting his mustard than he was the world. It's ending. like the world is ending, dude. And also, why would you send? He had already, he had already guessed that it, it was the plants. At that point, yeah. So why would you tell these people to go take a look around your nursery, filled with plants? It's very you true. Could, <laughs> you could potentially be sending them to their death. And then I, and then he I, comes in. He comes in. This whole interaction, this whole interaction when they're in the greenhouse, meant nothing. No, not at all. He walks in. He walks in. And he goes, uh, "We're uh, we're packing hot dogs. You like hot dogs, right?" And and Elliot goes, "No." <laughs> and he goes, "Okay. Well, uh, I love hot dogs. Everybody loves hot dogs. They're a fun shape. Uh, they're filled with protein." And then and then. Uh, um, what's her name? Elma walks in mm-hmm. and he goes, "We're packing hot dogs. You like hot dogs?" And she smiles and shakes no. her head. No, <laughs> everything about that scene meant nothing. Well, except for the fact they're both fucking weird. Because who doesn't like hot dogs? Th- that was the only <laughs> part about the scene that pissed me off. I was like, "You found, 
Two, you're going on a road trip. They're perfect the, for each you're other. You're going on a road trip with the two people in America who don't like hot dogs. It's the most un-American thing in the I, world to not like hot dogs. I thought that scene was going to play out uh, very differently, and I thought that it was going to be the catalyst for the end of the movie. Because I assumed that because you know our our hot dog friend um, was respectful of the plants, mm-hmm. he didn't pose a threat to them. That's what I and thought that, too. So that so that he like the plants knew who was a threat and who wasn't. Right. So I figured like he would be like the key, and they were going to be safe with him. Yeah, because I he's... thought how that was that's how that was going to play out. Same thing with the lady at the end, because she didn't leave a footprint on the earth. She was very self-sustaining. She grew her own stuff. Yeah. She, you know, she didn't take advantage. I thought that she was going to be the savior for them because this, here's this place that lives in harmony with nature, basically. Right. Like almost. And almost neither like one of those panned could, out. Almost like the plants could choose. Yeah. 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 Who to take out. And neither. Well, because it's because they develop they develop their defenses against what they view as a threat. So right. if they don't view you as a threat, then it's not going to harm you. Right. So I neither one of those panned out though. Which I thought was dumb. That was a wasted opportunity, <clears throat> if you ask me. Actually, do you ever? You never see hot dog guy, because he he's not even part of the group with the military officer who where their group all starts shooting themselves. He's watching as that happens, mm-hmm. but you never see him after that. Are you sure he wasn't a part of that group? He wasn't part of that group because he goes. He yells to the military officer. He goes. Uh, Whatever the guy's name was. Okay, blah, so blah, blah blah. Are you? What do you? Are yeah, you guys okay? I think. And then all those people th- start shooting themselves. No, I think what happened was, I think that they they were a part of that group. I think though that him and his wife were a were just ahead of the rest of the group because they were not with Marky Mark. I think um, they were they were behind, weren't they? They behind? were like sort of in the middle, but still close enough to that group to where they fell victim to the gunshots. You think so? Yeah. Because I thought that was a little bit confusing too because they do look back almost like they're with... And the way that they have the perspective, it almost looks like they're with the first group. Yeah. I don't think they were though. I think they were just a little bit ahead of the second okay. group. That's what I get out of it. Um, the, other, the, the only other big thing that I thought was so dumb in this movie is they made the big deal out of these mood rings, right? Yeah. Mark Wahlberg is wearing a mood ring that you find out later... Um, or you find out in the deleted scene from the very beginning of the movie that that's not even like a real like nice mood ring. He got it out of the cereal box that he was carrying around while they were fighting. Yeah. Oh, what? Yeah. Yeah. So wait, he talks about in the mo- in the movie without that scene, it makes it sound like that's the ring that he gave Alma. And he was like on wearing their first it. date. Yeah, yeah. It's not. It's a, it's a Cracker Jack ring. He got out of a cereal box. What the fuck? Yeah. So, <laughs> so stupid. And I looked up online while they're going through this because I, f- I realized pretty early on that this was going to be a theme. Mm-hmm. And so I looked up a mood ring chart. Yeah. What all the colors meant. Yeah. They were wrong every single time. Were they really? None of the colors that M. Night wrote. It's almost like he didn't check. It's like he just made it up. Do you have the chart? Uh, I can pull it up. Yeah. Pull it. Pull it. Pull it. Pull it. But I was like watching it every single time. I was like, this doesn't make any sense. It's stupid. Like, come on. All right, mood rings color here. Um, I remember the one scene, uh, the little girl. It was, it was yellow, and he goes, "Yellow means you're about to laugh." Mm. And uh, well, that one, that I think that one makes sense, regardless of what the color actually means, just because he was trying to make her feel better. At the maybe, time. maybe, but yellow means nervous, not happy, about to laugh. Some people means have, nervous. Some people have nervous laughter. It was blue. <laughs> it was blue the entire time he was wearing it. I noticed that, and that's basically normal and relaxed. Mm. So maybe that, 
maybe that was actually a good. Now that I'm thinking about it, maybe a decent indicator for him because he kind of kept his cool. I'm feeling really normal. I'm feeling really normal. I feel relaxed. Um, and then something about um, purple color, purple, purple, yeah, purple. Horny. Purple is cool and calm. <laughs> well, when I'm horny, horny, when I'm horny, I'm cool and calm. Romance is romance is green, so they were way off on that one. I don't know. I, it just never seemed to really line up whenever they were doing stuff. It just didn't seem to line up for me. So I was like, come on. It's not that difficult to look something up and have it be more correct. I don't like I don't like that. You don't like what? Green being romance. That's not a that's not a color that I The color of puke isn't uh romantic to you. <laughs> oh, well since you put it that way. <laughs> or a nice bowl of pea soup? Come I don't on. know. Like I, I think in terms of color a lot. And uh I don't know. Green's not romantic to me. No, it's that's, it's definitely not a romantic color. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, okay, so now that we have talked about pretty much every facet of this movie, do you think that The Happening deserves the reputation that it has? Yes. You do? I do. I think that... Uh, like, final thoughts here. I think it was a cool concept with terrible writing. Um equally terrible execution. Uh, I think you had some pretty good actors who had really bad material to work with and Mm -hmm. tried to make the best of it but didn't really do that great of a job. Overall, like I said, the concept is pretty cool, but not cool enough to... Not cool enough to... Be redeeming. (laughs) To be redeeming (laughs) factors for what the rest of it was. Yeah. I uh, I I agree. I think outside of uh, and I know you disagree with me a little bit. I said outside of John Leguizamo, there's not a, a single good performance in this movie. Mm. Um, I think that ultimately that was the movie's major downfall because even with even with bad script, good actors can do something with it. Yeah, and these all and all these actors are capable. It just this this was not their day. I don't know. I don't know what else to say about it. I thought Mrs. Jones was pretty good. She had her moments. She had her moments, but I think that um, I think that the the plot could have maybe been handled a little bit better, and I think it was a bit too on the nose. You know, they could have maybe hit it a little bit more. There was no twist, which was a hallmark thing for M Night. There was no twist. Yeah. So I don't, I don't really get that. And what the? Oh, sorry, I bring this up. What the fuck was with the doll on the old lady's bed? They never explained that. Yeah, especially he. Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> they never explain it. He walks into the room. Yeah. And you see the feet and yeah. he goes, "Mrs. Jones?" And then he walks closer. And was it wearing the nightgown that she was wearing the night before? Yeah. Yeah. That's creepy. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> he says, "Mrs. Jones?" And then he walks even closer and you can you can clearly see that it's a doll and he had to have clearly seen that it was a doll, but he still goes Mrs. Jones? It's like, yeah. dude, why'd you say her name again? Yeah, it's obviously a doll. I, um, but that was creepy when she stood up yeah. all of a sudden. Anyway, back to my, my yeah. final thoughts. I think that um, I think M. Knight just had a had a bad time here. And the funny thing is, everybody, like when The Visit came out, everybody was like, oh, God, M. Knight's back. M. Knight, you know, you know, we hadn't heard anything from him for a while, and he's coming back with this movie. M. Knight Shyamalan has consistently put out a movie Every two to three years, he's mm. never stopped. Yeah. So I think that he just like worked his way through this rut, you know, starting with the lackluster response to Lady in the Water, 
Yeah. Then you had the happening. Then you had that Avatar movie, which I heard was just awful. Oh, the, but that was um, also an adaptation from a manga series. The so, uh, uh, last Airbender. La- yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that was an adaptation, so that wasn't necessarily his story. Right. So I can see, oh, maybe that didn't work out for him. Um, but uh, yeah. But then after that, though, I want to say it was after. The was, last was Airbender, there, was it was two the visit of those movies. No, just the one. No, I'm sorry. After Earth, the Will Smith and Jaden Smith movie was after that. So he did have at least between the happening Airbender and After Earth, he really kind of had between 2008 and 2013. He had a bad string of movies. I didn't really. I didn't hear much of After Earth. Was I haven't seen it either, but I've heard bad things. I've oh, heard really? that it was okay. not received well. But then he did Wayward Pines. He produced the TV show for Fox called Wayward Pines, you know, and I, it got extraordinary reviews. I started watching that and I fell off. I never, not beca- I never not because watched I wasn't it. interested, but uh, I need to, I need to pick that back up. I think it's on Hulu, if I'm not mistaken. I probably even it's a Fox show, so that yeah. makes sense. So after he did Wayward Pines, though, is when The Visit came out in 2015, and uh-huh. that was like his big return to form. But if you'll notice, look at like the happening. The Last Airbender for sure, and After Earth for sure. These were huge budget movies. Yeah. Lots of CG, lots of these big, huge concept movies. And then you went back to The Visit, where he was sort of returned to form, and it was very much like single location, very small cast. It was so a very he, simple so movie. He thinks you think he works better within the confines of a, maybe a smaller budget and a smaller... I think that he hit a reset button. Yeah. And he went back to making things that weren't so big. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And when he focused more on the story and the script outside of all these outside things, mm-hmm. it just turned out that much better. Yeah. You know? Well, yeah, because so, think about uh, And even 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 split. Think about Devil, dude. I I know that there's a lot of people who gave that movie some shit, but mm-hmm. I thought that movie was awesome. And it was and Did it, he write and Devil? It, he did write Devil. And yeah. it took place almost entirely well. There was a little bit outside of, but it for the most part it took place within a five a, by five yeah. elevator. It was a single location movie, and I thought it was great. Oh, I love I love that movie. Yeah, if, the if, score was awesome. The acting was was good. Yeah, better, if you're, better if you're, than good. If you're listening to this and you haven't <clears throat> seen Devil, seek seek it out. It's yeah. amazing. And listen to it with headphones. Mm. The brass section in the score is incredible. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, that um, that's the happening. That's the happening. What's I, happening? I never gave my final. I think that uh, I think that this movie does deserve, unfortunately, its reputation. I think that there are redeeming qualities to it, at least in terms of the story. Mm. Um, but yeah, not a yeah, definitely some, overall not a great movie. Definitely some cool seedlings uh, for some uh, ideas, uh, uh, uh. but uh, yeah, just not overall not good execution. Yeah, kind of a nope. bummer. Sorry, M. Knight, you fucked this one up. Yeah, you fucked it up. But uh, all uh, right, go go throw yourself underneath a lawnmower. <laughs> Ooh, God, that scene. <laughs> That's pretty chilling too. It was. It, it was. Um, okay, so uh, for next week, uh, next week's going to be our Christmas episode. Oh, God, it seems like it came up so quick. Really, yeah. Christmas already? By the time we post it, it's going to be wow. the Sunday before Christmas. So uh, we already know what we're going to do. So uh, might as well just say it. Okay. We're doing the Gremlins movies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, and hopefully, we're going to have a guest in studio for the first time uh, at the new place here. Hopefully, yep. that goes all <laughs> according to plan. Yep. Our buddy Rob yep. might be joining us. We got to make sure his schedule is cleared. And, uh, yep. New to the show. We got to make sure we get another microphone in here. <laughs> yeah. But he, um, he is the authority 
at least as far as people we know, on <laughs> on all things Gremlins. He's a massive Gremlins fan, so this should be pretty interesting. I'm sure he's got a lot that uh, a lot to say about it. So that will be fun. Um, uh, yeah. So that's it for this week. That's it for our bad brew. The happening. Yes, sir. So if you want to find us on social media, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and SoundCloud at the Buzz to Kill Podcast. You can also find us on Twitter at the Buzz to Kill PC. You can also find uh, our Audible trial at audibletrial.com slash the Buzz to Kill Podcast. Go pick yourself up a uh, 30-day free trial. You get a free book. And uh, yeah, if you don't uh, if you don't like it, if you're not using it, you can cancel it anytime. Keep the book. It's a great deal. So go check out that link and uh, help out the show. That's right. Audibletrial.com slash the Buzzkill Podcast. Helps us out a lot. So go check it out. Do it. All right. All right, man. Well, until uh hey, hey. I'll I'll see you in twenty seven hours, right? We uh <laughs> we made it through an entire show in one night by ourselves. Look at that. Well that's that's just that's that might be our biggest accomplishment <laughs> ever. <laughs> All right. Cheers. Till next time. Yep. Try to have a good night. <laughs>